so motherfucking dangerous. You got me by my neck. That's why these other niggas lame to us. Cause all these other niggas lame as fuck. We show them no respect. Welcome back to the Why So Serious Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, and we got Steph from the Mocha Minutes Podcast and Lauren from the Two Woke Girls Podcast. How's everybody doing? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Maintaining this quarantine. Like everybody. Making it work. Yes. You, You can edit this out, but did you hit record? Yeah. Why? Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, yeah, I hit record. What are you trying okay. to say? I'm supposed to forget? No, it's kind of like because usually when you're recording, it's a little button at the top. Oh, it's... I don't record on, on the computer. I have a recorder. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I got confused. All right, so we are here to review uh, Insecure. Insecure is back uh, for season four. Season four, episode one. Uh, Low-key feeling myself. Uh, while Issa and Condola continue planning for the block party, both are made aware that Condola is seeing Lawrence. Meanwhile, Molly may be developing feelings for Andrew, who wants to keep his options open. That is an interesting synopsis. Um, <laughs> Stephanie, what did you think about the return of Insecure? I am low-key excited. I was like, uh, the music is what got me. Because I'm like, damn, this mu- I miss this music. I miss this curated playlist. I miss this music. I miss this show. So I was very, very excited. I was too. Lauren, how about you? I was excited uh, for it to come back. Uh, if I know if nothing else, Insecure is going to bring me some good, like, vibey-ass music and some beautiful fashion. And it is just nice to see Black folks on TV. Like, I'm just really appreciating just seeing, especially being trapped in my house. So, yeah, I was excited to see it come back. Uh, me too. Uh, me too. And I, the first, like, the songs are always really, really good. Um, and for me, as somebody who's like, don't know new shit. I always learn new songs, like watching the show, because I'm like, I, I don't ever know any of the songs on the show, like never. I'm such an old man when it comes to it, so I'm always hitting Shazam, like, what is this song? What is that song? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'd be so out of the loop when it comes to songs. Um, but yeah, so uh, this episode for me was very interesting because my whole thing with Insecure is I really enjoy seeing the whole timeline talking about Insecure, and and it's not like it's not like the debates like with Game of Thrones or other shows where people are just like debating the debate half the time. Like mm-hmm. the stuff on the show are like real life situations oftentimes. Uh, and it's very interesting to see how people like react to these situations. Cause it gives you kind of a glimpse into people in a way that a lot of TV shows don't allow. Um, mm-hmm. And I find that to be quite interesting. Uh, quite, quite interesting. Uh, all right, so we're gonna go through this show and then kind of talk about some of the things that happened, and then get a get some pre at the end. Talk about what we're looking forward to for the whole season, and then what we're looking forward to next uh, next episode. So, all right, so all right, so last season, what was that TV show they had last season? It was like some sitcom, right? Yeah, I can't. I don't remember. Do North. Do North. North. Yeah, they had some yeah. Last year that ran the, the slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this season they have like a true crime. Uh, what was it called? Losing Latoya, I think it's called. Finding Latoya. <laughs> Finding Latoya. And so, um, but I think I saw Ray J and Portia from. Yeah, I was like, like what? <laughs> Is that my baby? Yeah. And then when I was watching the end credits, I saw Candy Burris' name as a guest star. So I'm wondering if what? she's going to show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I saw it like I was just reading. So I was like, maybe she'll show up. I can, and I can see that. I can see her being on the show within the show, especially if Portia's on it. Yeah. You know, Candy don't miss no bag. She ain't going to miss don't. no checks. So. <laughs> no, she don't. Um. Oh uh, yeah, so oh I didn't even see Candy on there. Um but yeah. 
I I think it's going to be really funny, uh, and I'm really interested to see how much they show of it. Because they those things show in the background, but they're always like interesting. It has something to do with the overall plot of the show. So I'm very interested to see like how where that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so basically we pick up four months from the future, from the start of the show, and Issa's sitting on the couch, and she's watching Final Latoya, and basically uh, she's talking to somebody. We don't know who she's talking to. And she's like, yeah, I don't really fuck with Molly. And then it goes to black and goes back to present time. So when y'all saw that, were you surprised that Lisa, I mean, Issa and Molly had a fallen out again? Or were you like, yeah, this was bound to happen? I feel like it was just bound to happen. I was surprised and now I was intrigued. Like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. What just happened? I don't know. I just feel like it was. I'm, I'm intrigued. Like I really do want to know, like what the fallout will be. But like I say, I just Issa and Molly's uh, relationship has just always been funny to me because I'm sensitive, so I don't like some type of like ragging on me friendships. And so I've mm-hmm. always just been like, girl, this gonna this shit gonna blow up. Because even though it's jokes, like that jokes come from like a, a real place with a mm-hmm. grain of truth. And so I, I've been waiting on the boil over. Yeah, I agree with you because I think after they had that one fight where they just weren't speaking, but you know, Molly still came to her rescue. I was like, y'all didn't talk about this. Y'all just kind of buried it, but y'all didn't talk about it. And I have a problem with that. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Also, didn't they have a breakup two seasons ago for a little while? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They had like a fight and they just stopped talking. But then when Issa needed something, like Molly just hopped in a car and did it because it was like, you know, the love is still there. But it was like, they just didn't talk about it. They didn't, there was no resolved feelings. There was no, hey, let's talk about this and resolve it. It was just like, we going to, we just going to act like, it was like Malibu, we just going to act like nothing didn't happen. And I'm like, so I have a problem with that. <laughs> it's me not being adults. Yeah, well, that's Molly's whole thing. Mm-hmm. She's never an she's never an adult. And as somebody who's in therapy, it gets on my nerves to watch her do things. Cause I'm like, girl, you got a whole black woman therapist, and you still acting like this. Yeah, I just feel like Molly's not in therapy either, being honest with mm-hmm. herself or whatever she's being like told is not resonating. Cause mm-hmm. it was it was wild for her to like have that little spicy ass commentary from Issa at the end when like girl a, mar- a whole married man who you don't know the status of your relationship had a key to your apartment like girl. are we really talking about like messy lives right now you you really want to talk about that and I'm like y'all didn't it's, it don't sound like y'all had a conversation and y'all just dating like girl he don't owe you monogamy now it's like what we doing <laughs> Uh, give them to me i'll take them okay (laughs) asian bay come on asian Asian i will chop sweet them cakes get out my face (laughs) um so yeah so then they go back four months uh before the block party um and molly shows up to Issa's house and she's like um yeah it's a self-care sunday and so Issa's like all right yeah so i got some yoga and i got some weed and we're gonna uh we're gonna get in the zone and um molly was like yeah I'm, I'm trying not to let shit get to me anymore i was at the grocery store the other day this white lady cut me off i ain't say shit to her i could have cussed her out so at this point i was like so you want me to believe that molly's trying to be a better person because i don't believe it this was like early mm-hmm. in the episode i was like i don't believe this this doesn't even sound like molly this is not gonna last long um and so Issa was like, yeah, after I got my place, she was like, I don't have no job. I don't have no man. But, like, I feel I'm a much better person. Like, I'm starting to get in tune with myself. And I was like, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like, that happens to a lot of people. Like, you get settled down. Like, your your finances settle down or your living situation settles down. And you can, like, start to be more introspective and not have to worry about all these other things that cause you stress. Because uh, relationships and employment cause a lot of stress. So Issa seems to be in a much better place uh, since moving in here and planning for this block party. 
Um, so then, then you go to lunch with Condola. I'm glad I got that name. I the first time I watched this and I was writing notes, I was calling her Condolence, and I was like, her name's not Condolence. That sounds ridiculous. They can't possibly be Condolence, but it's Condola. Um, and they seem to be really good friends. Like they've been hitting it off since the last time we saw them. Um, so do y'all like Condola? Are y'all like skeptical of her? I like her, um, but I am curious to see how this the situation plays out. I think she'll be like, I think the place that she's in in her life, she's a good friend for Issa. And I feel like that's what, that's where Molly's initial like hang up will come from. I just foresee that playing out that way. Um, I just hope Lauren's raggedy ass don't ruin what could be like a good blossoming friendship for Issa. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like Condola. I like, um, I like her energy with Issa. Yeah, I think she could have decided she could have got petty and she didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't think she's gonna be fucked up either. But I think I think she's gonna. Uh, well, we'll talk about this later. So they're basically going over stuff for the block party mixer. So they have a little mixer so that they can get sponsors and shit um, before. Um, they're going over stuff so they can get uh, sponsors before the block party so they can have money to, like, run all... I think they want to do multiple block parties. I think that's her whole thing. Like, she wants to do a bunch of these parties all over uh, L.A. run by black people. So she needs sponsors mm-hmm. and she needs people to donate stuff and to hype it up and to get people to come out. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're going over all this stuff for this mixer. And uh, Condola starts talking, up, gets a text message, and she's like... And Issa's like, oh, your little boo thing's, like, texting you or whatever. She's like, yeah, things going well. And I'm like, it seemed like y'all know... I'm like, it seemed like Issa knows that she's been talking to some dude. Like, you never asked her the question, like, what's your boyfriend's name? Like... How why is it she, going? So I get that. I get why she didn't ask because it's kind of like, what that? Why would you ask him his name? It's like it, that. That don't mean nothing. It's like you just kind of like yeah. you glad that it's going well, but. And they really, you know, what what space were they occupying in each other's life at that time? Like I really feel like they, like I said, they acknowledge they may have a budding friendship, but at that yeah. point, I think up until it was really just about you know, working and collaborating. Party. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she's just, you know, being kind of cheeky, like, oh, yeah, I got a little boo thing, but I could definitely see it from a professional kind of standpoint, it not going mm-hmm. much further than that conversation. Than that, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Well, but they seem like they talked about the boyfriend before. But it's, I think, I think it's, I think they probably talked about them being with somebody, but I think the whole Tell me about your boo. I feel like that's something you would do with like closer friends as opposed to people you getting to know. She was just like, oh, okay. It's like, cause I think it was, even though they working together, I think their friendship is still kind of surface. Yeah. So it's like, I, yeah. you know, certain little things. And it's like, still, oh, okay. it's still based in professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's moving over towards yeah. uh, that. Yeah, they just yeah work home girl kind of yeah. co-working mixer home girl, not quite friend friend. Like she's yeah. not even like I don't even think she's on the friend of me Tiffany level yet with her. I can't wait till we get to her because I got so many thoughts. I can't see. Uh, okay. Sorry, somebody was getting on my damn nerves. Uh-uh. Um, was it Tiffany? Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so then, uh, then they go to Molly and Andrew, and they out bowling. And I think Andrew, Andrew, come off cool as shit to me, like a cool ass dude. He's the, he's mm-hmm. like the coolest dude on the show so far. Yeah, uh, between him and Nathan and Dro and Lawrence, They're like if you give me the pick out of those dudes, he's the one I would probably hang out with as a dude. Mm. Mm, uh, okay. The rest, like Lawrence, I hate Lawrence. And you don't think Lawrence would be a good guy? I feel like he's not. because no, he's a, a He's sucker. definitely not a good. Well, okay. Because I was wondering about that. Because you know how some dudes are not good relationship dudes, but they got a lot of guy friends for some reason. So guys think. I have friends cool. like that. They're, yeah, it's like guys that you think. They're not cool, terrible but, people. No. But they just have no emotional intelligence. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Lawrence is an Aquarius because like <laughs> the Aquarius, because I, I have a really close friend that's an Aquarius, and I'm talking about inside of a relationship, a little terrorist, but like as a friend, just couldn't find a better person. Mm. Yes, yes, um, and so Molly, Molly seems to really like him here. Like she's like seems like she's really feeling him. And th- first of all, that nigga sorry as shit is bowling, and. He looked like he can't bowl. Uh, That's me. That'd be great. I'm like, I need somebody as, as sorry as I am. <laughs> and so he makes a bet to kiss her, and he throws that shit right in the gutter. And I was, I was like, did he do that on purpose? I was like, but that don't seem like that's very impressive. Like to just throw that shit bitch right in the gutter. I feel like that would make you like. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing that. That's not my go-to to try to uh, get a kiss. But it worked for him. And uh, so at this point, him and Molly are like kind of hitting it off. Um, mm-hmm. so then, uh, <laughs> then it switches to Issa getting fucking beat down by this tight flight security nigga. Ooh. <laughs> Top TSA dick. Come on, tight flight dick. And I said, uh, but- look at this fat man, fat black man representation, uh, in the sex scene. Look at this. <laughs> and so I was like, it looked like he was burning hella calories with Issa. He was working hard. Hella calories. <laughs> he got he gave like fat black men a, a phrase. Like he he really looked out with the uh, four or five niggas. We know we're gonna mm. see a lot of that in Twitter and Instagram bios from yeah. now on. And, and captions. If you fl- if you as flexible as him, I'm all about putting that right in your bio. And he's a nice dude. I like TSA Bay. He come with came with gifts, you know. Yeah. Come on, dick gifts, and then went home after. I mean, that's that's a win. That is definitely wins. Okay, bye. It's like, ooh, dick. Mm. You get you you flexible and you leave. Mm, sold. Yes, and, and but listen, he was flipping. He was switching from position to position. Right. And, and he was fl- and he was open to her saying, "Hey, this ain't working. Can we try something else?" He's like, "Okay, let's try something else." I'm like, "Ooh, because a whole bunch of dudes don't—they not that receptive." Is that a thing with men? Uh, yeah, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, I get not, not all, that you not all, but, uh, but some are not flexible. They just—they just want to do their thing. Yeah, or or they're not open. To, they're not open to constructive criticism because they look at it like I'm just trying to get my nut off as opposed to pleasing my partner. Yeah, that's a whole. Sex is not a two way street. That's that's a whole different conversation. That's a whole different conversation. That's a whole different podcast, Brandon. They were also doing like real ass porn uh, angles too. They were getting like right up under his ass, and then they had like the I'm mirror. Like, like they the had mirror. the the beer. <laughs> that was. The mirror view. I was like, look at this shit. Look at this. Like, look at insecure. Usually, because usually on sex scenes, all you see is the woman. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. the woman, and then it's just like the dude sitting there. Every once in a while, they'll show like the dude get out of bed and like walk into the bathroom or something like that. It is never like really like right up on the dude. And I was like, okay, insecure, doing what they always do, uh, which was good. And so at the end, when they were done, <laughs> it was like, that missionary really be hitting. And Issa was like, church yeah. is always the answer. I fucking died laughing. That, shit that girl is crazy. That girl mm-hmm. is crazy as hell. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm surprised the um the timeline didn't go to smithereens. Because, you know, there's some people like, missionary ain't it. It's, I, I feel like it depends. I feel like if you know what you're doing, yeah. and I feel like if the chemistry is there and you know what you're doing, it literally is the best. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of other things, but you always have to bring it back to what you what you started with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she was, he was like, "Issa, uh, uh, I see you got a." <laughs> he said, "Issa, I see you got a fan." I said, "What kind of random ass statement is that?" And she was like, "Yeah, because last time you were sweating on me." I can't. And he said, "Welcome to a full size nigga." <laughs> I'm like, man, now I'm here like, damn, I want a full size nigga right now. Now you ain't. <laughs> That's the way, girl. I was saying like, now I want a full size nigga. That was too funny. Even though I put, even though I'm, I'm team skinny guys, I, I that was that was I, that tickled me. That did tickle me. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Uh, and then he getting dressed, and I was like, oh, look at this nigga. He a fucking TSA agent. 
And I was like, isn't it wasn't there another show recently that had a TSA agent, black dude? Um I saw somebody I'm thinking about Get Out. That's what, I, that's what I'm about. thinking about. Yeah, that's what I was about. thinking about. A funny fat black dude. <laughs> Lil Rel Walt for TSA Baker Run. <laughs> Ooh, man, low key, Lil Rel can get it, like for real. So you're a little. So you went from Mbaku to Lil Rel. Uh, I just like thick dudes. I'm like, I'm coming to find. I'm coming to find that out. I see you have a type. Okay. Um, so yeah, so then he's like, "Oh, I got you a gift," and he turned around and give her <laughs> some Hennessy that he confiscated from TSA. That's the best. I'm like, "Come on!" That scene was so funny, bro. I was crying, laughing. Oh my god, that was so funny. Um, so do y'all think uh, TSA Bay is gonna last the whole season with Issa? No, she gonna be something messy. Yeah, she's gonna do something fucked up. Something fucked up is gonna happen, and I'm just gonna go ahead and preliminary wish him the best and hope that he finds happiness. Because mm-hmm. she gonna fuck that shit right on up. Right. You think he's <laughs> right. gonna fuck it up? I know. Yeah, because I feel like he's gonna be a little bit more invested. You know, he already seemed like I said he just he just seemed like one of them little them nice dudes that when you're not truly like all about them, they're just not on your radar. And so she's not going to just be reciprocal of, like, any feelings that may, you know, be brought about. Like, he probably just sees her as a really dope chick with her shit together. I'm like, oh, I like her. And she's just like, I'm just bored right now. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a little lonely. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then they uh, they cut to Molly and Issa going shopping for the mixer. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she's like, all these clothes for the mixer? And then Issa's like, no, these just, uh, so I'm just swapping these out. These returns. And so this white lady is staring at her. And I'm like, why is this white lady staring at Issa? So at first I thought it was this race thing, but then I put two and two together. And I was like, so she been like just buying shit, wearing it, and returning that shit over and over again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Trying to keep up with Congress. So that outfit that Condola had on, that polka dot uh, set, that's like $800. What? So Miss really? Miss Con- Miss Con- Miss Con- I looked it up. Miss Condola has the monies, and Issa's trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that polka dot skirt set, yeah, like the top is like three fifty, the skirt is five fifty, or something like. That. Girl, hmm. I can get maybe the top when I get my stimulus check, and then <laughs> when my next set of taxes come around, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be lit, girl. Uh yeah, so um then uh she's like uh Issa's starting to doubt you know, Issa does this thing where she doubts herself and she's like, Hey, I don't know if I can do it. You know, Condola got all these big brands coming and I'm just talking to random motherfuckers around the neighborhood. Like I'm gonna feel so out of place with her and then Molly's trying to be supportive, like, yeah, Issa, you can do it or whatever, but it didn't seem so genuine this time. Um, but Issa was like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna work it out, or whatever. So then, um, Andrew, uh, Molly was like, yeah, I'm was gonna Andrew, I'm gonna invite Andrew to the uh, mixer. So Issa's like, oh, you really like him? And she's like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I kind of like him. And he was like, well, Andrew wanted to know if Nathan can come. And I said, oh Lord, is he gonna be on this season too? <laughs> we gonna get Nathan, TSA Bay, and Lawrence. Like that should be very interesting if that mm-hmm. ever happens. Um, and she was like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> I'm we, good on it. We need the Moesha moment. We need the Moesha moment where all her boyfriends was in the room, in the oh living room God. at her birthday party that time. Oh, that is like, hilarious. I would love to see her recreate that situation. Mm. That'd be great. Oh, yeah, and random fact. Let me tell y'all real quick. So uh, about a couple of months ago before we all went on lockdown, I met uh, Bank Teller Bay. Lawrence's bank teller bay. She is so nice in person. Her name is Dominique. Yeah, she I didn't know she was from Houston, but she oh, grew up with Houston? some she's from H Town. She grew up with some um college friends of mine. And so we were all out for my friend's birthday. And like our friend actually left and we stayed and like talked and drank for like a couple of hours. She is so cool, so nice. Just a little dirt, just a little just 
dished a little tea about behind the scenes life with Issa and I did not know you know she's had like her and um Dro have a baby together yeah. in real life yeah. oh yeah oh yeah did Girl, not that know that the blogs, honey. did not know that yeah so we it was she really like enlightened me so just a quick little tidbit I, I go up for bank teller bag I like her it's like ooh Tell super sweet in person I love Bank Teller Bay. And she a dancer too. So get it, girl. Get it, sis. So then uh Condola at this time I was, so, this time autocorrect called it consolation in Issa. Autocorrect don't like black names. Is Condola a black name? I feel I, like that's not a black name. I don't think it is. I'm thinking about I want you know what I'm about to Google it and see what it means. Cause like Condoleezza means it's like a, a musical term. So I'm wondering it's like condola. And it's making me think about gondola, that like corn or yeah. what that gong thing. Let me see. Or whatever that whatever a gong. That's not what a that's not what a gondola is. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it is at all. But okay, y'all keep talking. I'm about to I'm about to look up her name. Like, what does it mean? Mm-mm, that is so funny. You're like, wait, no, that's not what that means. That's not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Condola and Issa meeting again. Uh and Issa, like this time, Issa, she shows up and she's like, Yeah, I've been doing some research on like how to talk to people, and they say I should say your name after every like three words. And I was like, Issa, you are tripping. <laughs> girl what is wrong with you like no one talks like that when she's when Cabela said I've never liked you less that was hilarious <laughs> that was so weird she was like so what's my best quality and she was like <laughs> and she was like oh so you're not gonna say shit and she's like all of it all everything and so Mm-mm. then Tiffany shows up and so when I was watching this live I, I live tweeted I was like am I the only person who gets angry every time Amanda Seal shows up on nope, the screen. you are not. <laughs> I cannot separate her from Tiffany. Like, Mm-mm. they're the same to me. Uh, they're the same person. Yeah, they're, they're the same, same person. person. The it's same. So weird. Like, Tiffany's so terrible. Like, she's such a terrible of a friend. person. Uh, so, what Tiffany shows up. you think she ain't up. acting? I'm like, mm, so you just being yourself on set, girl? <laughs> you just, are you, is that just really you? Mm. Tiffany's such a terrible friend. Like, she's so horrible. And so, she mm. shows up and, uh, she gets some flowers. She's like, "Oh, you got some flowers." And is that from your little your little uh, new guy? And she's like, "Yeah." And so, Condola's like, "Yeah." So uh, it was funny because we met at the baby shower, but I also met him at the baby shower. And Issa's like, uh, "It wasn't that many niggas at the baby shower." What you mean? And she's like, "Yeah." I met- and then Tiffany tried to be like, "So you mean the dude that you had that one phone call with that I thought wasn't gonna go anywhere?" So I was like, "Do y'all think Tiffany knew?" About this, mm-hmm. and she oh, just she didn't say shit, or did oh, she, she really knew. think mm-hmm. that they just had like oh, she one knew. talk? That's why she didn't want her to say nothing because she knew. Because obviously, Condola would have said something to Tiffany, like, "Girl, I met this guy," and you, you know what I mean. So they deductive reasoning, whatever. Tiffany knew something, and that's why she put that little like inference in the one time that I thought wasn't gonna go anywhere to kind of imply I knew what was going on, but I didn't think it was serious enough to inform Issa about it at the time. Which is whack as fuck. And then yes. it ended up becoming something. So uh, this is more of a, I don't want to say a woman thing or a gender thing, but like, so if y'all had a friend, right, that was dating another friend's ex, y'all would say something. Would y'all tell both friends or one friend? Like, how would y'all handle that? Hmm. So that's, that's tough. That's, tough but for me i hate awkward situations mm-hmm. and so either i'm gonna like be a i'm probably would have just had to say something just because i can't take the awkwardness right same i don't think i could have just not said something if they had just exchanged numbers and went on one date it would be fine but if i know they are actively dating yeah i would have said something like hey so i need to just tell you especially when you see that both of them are working together and creating a friendship, why wouldn't you say anything? Yeah, I I also think that like she, but see, this is what I don't understand. There's no way if Tiffany knew that both of them were becoming close, so there's no way that this wasn't going to ha- like. There's no possible way that this wasn't going to blow up. It could have been worse. Like it could have been like imagine if Lawrence just showed up at the mixer. 
with her. Mm-hmm. And if she was already nervous and stuff like that, like that mm-hmm. shit would have went down south big. So mm-hmm. like Tiffany had to know that like at some point, like Lawrence was gonna show up with her. So that's why I'm thinking like I hate giving Tiffany the benefit of the doubt, but I, I really think that she probably didn't know that it was serious. I'm she, she obviously knew. knew what happened. She knew. Because she couldn't possibly She think knew, that but she happened. didn't know it was serious. Yeah, she she didn't know it was serious. I'm I'm thinking kind of kind of offhanded like probably mentioned into her and then the next time they caught back up, oh girl, yeah, I, it, it didn't it didn't go nowhere. I wasn't feeling him. And that was probably just the end of it. And Tiffany was like, oh, now I don't have to deal with an awkward situation. Right. Catching back up with her and then she realizes, oh shit, this is serious. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so then uh, Lisa's like, uh, was it a tall, ugly nigga named Dro? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she was like, no, uh, his name was Lawrence. Listen, Issa's face when she said his name was Lawrence was one of the funniest things I've ever seen on this show. It was so great. She, she looked so mad, but also so surprised and, like, shocked at the same Like, I don't even know how to describe the, the emotions on her face, but it was great. Um, and so then she was like, uh, that's dope, and she—it's like one of those things where you like, you know, she don't really feel like that, but she's trying to play it off. But then she was like, "Yeah, man, it's cool. You, why don't you? Uh, what's your what's your ex's number? Let me run up in them like you run up on my." That was hilarious. And that's the other caveat to Tiffany not being shit because why didn't you tell Condola? It's like you exactly. so her friend. Yeah. You see, it's two different friendships. It's like if it's not going nowhere, it's like you don't have to really mention it to Issa. But the fact that the woman that she is getting to know, that is his ex of five years. That is a long ass time. It's like, why didn't you tell Condola? That is a long time. It's like I, it's like I don't know. It's like it's two different friendships. Because I'm sorry, if I was Condola, I'd be looking at Tiffany like some sort of way. Like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah, and also, um, they they always they also had that lingering shit going on, right? It's not like it's like it's over, but it's not like it's over, over. Like, yeah, we don't like we're done. We don't talk to each other. Like, I hate him. I don't even know anything about him. He's just done. It's kind mm-hmm. of like this lingering thing going on, mm-hmm. and so that to me that makes it even worse. And then five years, and like she said, when 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 they talked about it, and she was like, "That's significant." Five, it, it's a difference. Yeah, it's it's been like a college relationship that fizzled out. You know what I mean? The timing of it and the length of it, because they really, if you think about it, haven't been broken up. They haven't even been broken up longer than they were together. Mm-hmm. So there's still, you know, like I said, there's still some. I don't know. And then there's gonna be the overlapping of the friend groups. Tiffany just really ain't shit because she should have said something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, uh, then Issa just walks. She's like, "I gotta go." She walks out. She calls Molly right away, and mm-hmm. it goes to answer machine. And then, then she starts like daydreaming about <laughs> Condola and <laughs> and Lawrence just fucking everywhere. Like, and it's so <laughs> random was- because it's like her insecurities plus them fucking. Because she's like, at one point, she's like Lawrence in her in her dream. Lawrence is like. Oh, I love having sex with somebody who keeps their clothes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and just she like, goes, pop those tags. Yeah, pop those tags. I, 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 like I her was screaming. Because even though she was like, you're so well connected. Also, like, it was so funny because Condola was fully clothed and Lawrence had a shirt on and no pants. It was like so weird. I was missing um, full size nigga ass because Lawrence's ass. I'm like, no, give me the other name. <laughs> I was like, can can you put his butt back on the scene? Because, no, I don't want to see Lawrence's little bony ass. I really don't. <laughs> uh, oh, so, yeah, you're anti-Lawrence. All right, all right. You know I'm not in the Lawrence house. I know, I know. Neither am I. I'm just, I'm not. And I only, the only reason I think I feel like I have, I have an issue with Lawrence is just because how men don't look at him as, like, a cautionary tale versus, like, this champion. Like, I just feel like a lot of men are always trying to find, like, the worst person to, like, rally around. So that's why they love Future. That's why they love Lawrence. Instead of being like, oh, this is something that I could learn from. Like, 
being emotionally unavailable can ruin my relationship. They was like, yeah, fuck that bitch. I hate each other. I'm like, y'all are weird. Girl, I on a timeline earl- earlier this week, I think it was after the episode, they were bringing up the fact that when um, Lauren and Issa, when we got first introduced to them, Lawrence was like on the couch and dudes were like, well, he was collecting unemployment. It's like, that nigga didn't have no job. What you mean? It's like, they're like, because women were bringing up that um, basically Issa was supporting the household because Lawrence didn't have a job. And there are guys going, well, I mean, he collected unemployment. He was given that an unemployment check. Like, But when he moved out, she couldn't afford it. I'm like, you do realize she they raised her rent significantly because they gentrified that whole area. So no, mm-hmm. it was like, uh, I'm like, that's so interesting. I'm like, um, he gained unemployment. So he was given to the bills. I'm like, uh, do y'all know how much unemployment is in LA? <laughs> unemployment rates are different in every state, boo. I mm. so then they go to Lawrence Crib, um, and he watching looking for Latoya. <laughs> uh, and that's when I noticed Portia and Ray J. And I said, "What is going on on this show?" Uh, <laughs> like I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna be paying attention to that in the background of these scenes, getting distracted. Um, so Lawrence and Condola supposed to have some type of movie night. Uh, and I don't know. I just I don't know why I don't like Lawrence. I, well, I do know why. But every time I see him, I just think he's such a sucker. Like he's such a like a person. I don't even know how to describe him, but he's just like a herb, like a dude that's just not cool. And so Lawrence and so Lawrence Condola's in there, and she's you could t- you can tell like something's fucking with her. And so Lawrence is like, "What's going on?" And he, she's like, "Um, so." I'm kind of friends with your ex. And she's like, what? What? My ex what? She was like, your ex-girlfriend, Issa? Like, that's the girl I've been working with? And Lawrence is like, what? <laughs> that ex what took me out. Like, ex what? Sir, why are you acting like you got all these ex? You all got all these um bodies. You got this high count, sir. I, I mean, I he know did have lying. the goat, Tasha. She's the goat. The greatest of all time. She's the Child. best. She's the best. You know she's the best. Yeah, but you know I love Tasha. So that's I fine. love Tasha. She's, they need to bring her back. Um, so then um, Lawrence, Lawrence had a good face there too. And then she was like, yeah, like this is just so weird. And he was like, yeah, this is weird as hell. And then she was like, I don't know what to do. Like, and she, he, and Lawrence was like, you know, it's cool. You know, whatever, we're done. And so <laughs> I guess she told her that she had a crazy ex. And so, uh, Condola was like, so she crazy? And then Lawrence is like, she, I mean, she's not crazy crazy, but she crazy. Uh, and then he was like, uh, she was like, well, I don't know, like, it's going to be weird, like, working with her, whatever, I've got to go back and work with her. And then Lawrence was like, you going to go back to work with her? And I was like, oh, my God, you're the worst. Like, why would you say that? Like, you're acting like a child. Of course he's going to work with her. Like, mm-hmm. Because he is a child. Like you're such a child, like, and then he was like, I, you know, you know, I guess you need to be here for her this time or whatever. And I was like, this nigga Lawrence is the fucking worst. He's such a clown. Like he's the worst. So then they setting up for the mixer. Uh, Issa setting up for the mixer, and um, Issa's brother show up, <laughs> and she was he was like, you know, I got carpal tunnel, man. You need to get my DJ shit set up right. And she was like, nigga, you just pressing the button. I thought that shit was funny. They always had little funny lines like that. What's Issa's ghetto neighbor name? I forget her name. Trina, is it Trina? Trina, yeah, Trina. Oh. So Trina shows up. She's like, Issa, your brother fine as shit. And <laughs> Issa's like, uh, <laughs> Trina, uh, he gay. And then Trina's like, Benjamin, daddy gay too. What the fuck that mean? <laughs> that shit took me out. out. I was like, girl. <laughs> she came down with the dress. It was like, he like ass and titties. And he passed by and was like, titties always. I was like, I love her brother. I love him. I'm like, boo, it's, and he said his look like, what you mean? I'm like, oh, you don't, your brother gay and you don't know that gay men love titties. Wait, where you been, sis? Where you been? Uh, yeah, and she was like, everybody, it's always titties. Uh, every time it's titties, I think that's what she said. Does she know? It's like, girl, <laughs> you got a whole gay brother and you don't know that. <laughs> and then um then they go to Molly and Andrew in the car and they making jokes on each other. It's all lovey dovey and shit. And then mm-hmm. she's like, uh, so we still dating next week. When do you wanna meet? 
And then Molly's like, Friday? And then Andrew's like, nah, I got plans on Friday. And then Molly tried to make a joke like, oh, you're taking one of your hoes out, aren't you? And Andrew was like, uh, why is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, you're, you're dating other people? And he was mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, not seriously, but yeah, I mean, I'm dating other people. Are you? And then, of course, Molly can never be an adult. And Molly goes, yeah, yeah, of course I'm dating other Girl. people, yeah. Play that like, oh all wrong. Play that all wrong. I'm like, just say just, how you feel. She just been honest. She should have just been honest. Like, no, I mean, because I thought, you know, we were building something, but we ain't had that conversation yet, so it's cool. I thought she learned this when she was dating the bisexual nigga. Like, I thought she learned this um, lesson already. She broke up with the bisexual nigga that she shouldn't have broke up with because, honestly, he was good for her. Yes, and, and then, that man moved on, living his best life at the movies with his with his with his boo or family, whatever. Mm-hmm. We talked him last time, and then she, she went through the same shit with Dro, mm-hmm. where she and I thought she learned her lesson. Then, like, okay, I just gotta say what's on my fucking mind, and then nope. she does this. I'm just like, like she does not. No, we don't learn. She don't learn. She make the same mistakes. One, and it's different. Um, different. A different outcome and you're doing the same shit I'm like there's no possible way you're going to get a different outcome doing the same damn thing uh so um so then they were she was like i was like molly feeling some type of way and she don't say shit and it's gonna come back to bite her and it did and so then they cut to the mixer and my favorite character kelly shows up and i love kelly every time she shows up like it's a it's a it's like a smile comes to my face like it's just the best um and uh kelly is out here getting people drunk like pouring the whole fucking liquor in the fucking cup in the cup and i'm just like i don't know much liquor isa got but you might want to hold up on that so that's literally isa walks over and was like uh chill on that liquor pour and she's like that's how you get the money you gotta get them she said something she said some type of like some type of little slick thing but basically getting them drunk to get the money and then she was like, listen, let me tell you something. You see the Dos Equis nigga over there? He want to fuck me for five figures. Should I do it? I'll take one for the team. I was like, this chick, man, she's wild as shit. I love it. She's so she's like, wild. Just say word. And she's like, no, 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 no. Just go ahead. It's okay. Like, damn, <laughs> Kelly. And I was like, Kelly's definitely going to fuck that dude, too. And that's fine, girl. She's Get definitely going to fuck you know, life. You knew it when she said it the first time, whether it was five figures on the table or not, sis was about to ride. Like, sis was going to like, ride. Hey, I'm all for it. Ho is life. Girl. The money is just the parsley on top because she was going to get the get the draws anyway. Pretty much. Um, And then uh, uh, she should, uh, so she was like, um, then Tiffany shows up again, and I was like, I just hate her face every time she shows up. I'm just, like, tired of seeing her. Get off my screen. And uh, she tried to apologize to Issa, like, you know, I didn't know about Lawrence. But Issa was like, all right, Tiffany, I'm out, and just <laughs> just walked off. I was like, that's how you handle that shit, because you know she's full of shit. Right. Um, so then this lady, Cheryl, who's like runs this liquor company, shows up, and she's trying to talk to them about the block party and get some business information and stuff and Issa and Condola just talking all over each other and I was getting so like I I love like squeamish television like I love Kirby enthusiasm and like shit that makes you uncomfortable but this scene made me so uncomfortable because like they're trying to like sell themselves and it's going so badly and it's like blowing up right in their face because they got Mm -hmm. this like thing that's outside of it that's bothering each of them and I'm just like this is so uncomfortable like this is so awkward right now um and so they end up like um going on their opposite ways and so it seemed like condola's doing her thing and isa isa problem was and i've been in a place like this like when i go to cons and stuff it's like it's sometimes it's hard to like talk about yourself and like Mm -hmm. what you're doing and so what she tries to do her her go her move was i'm going to say whatever i think the person wants to hear so her story about the block parties changed for each person that she talked to. For one person, it was mm-hmm. about being fun. For one person, it was about business. For one person, it was about politics. For one person, it was about social justice. And, like, she's trying to make all, this, all these things in one instead of just, like, having a plan and a vision and just, point, like, pushing her vision. And just be like, this is what it is. 
and you can either support what I want to support or what I don't want to support. So she got kind of got caught up in that thing, but she made up for it a little bit later. Um, so then, uh, <laughs> then uh, Molly and uh, Andrew show up, and she's so fucking salty. She can't even hide it. Like she's so bad at even like she's not even good at hiding that shit. Like you know how like you get mad at your significant other, and you just kind of like hide it or whatever. She can't even do that. Like she's so obvious with it. And so Andrew's just like walking off, getting her some liquor, looking for her. She over there being mad and salty. Um, and uh, oh, I forgot. Uh, Easter brother started playing my neck and my back in this mixer, and I said, "This nigga, <laughs> man." And she's like, "We got a request," and I was like, "Of course, it's Trina." And then Trina gets the mic and is like, "If y'all looking for a nasty party, I'm gonna be right up there." Uh, y'all can come at the after party. It's gonna be real nasty. Easter got the mic. It's like, uh, it ain't no nasty party going on. I don't know what this person talking about. And then she talked mm-hmm. to Trina, and she was like, "You can't even throw a party." And she was like, "But you can have a party, but I can't throw a party." And I was like, "You got a point. That's a valid point." Yeah, I mean, no cap. So I had some some thoughts about this this particular scene. Okay, you know, and this is where I feel like insecure kind of misses the mark for me. And I don't know if this is intent because I do feel like Issa keeps her ears to the streets. And so was this intent? Was this an intentional scene? But like the classism right here and like the internalized anti-blackness around this just like really jumped out to me. And I know there's like time and place Twitter for like, you know, folks who be like, oh, no, there's time and place for everything. Like, I hear you. But like a fundraiser for a black party that's anti-gentrification and you're like cringing because the uh, the hood girl in the hood apartments made a hood ass song request and i'm just like oh. so i'm really wondering like i know and i don't know if they'll ever circle back to that and address that but i really wanted to know like was that intentional or was that just another like isa classism blind spot that kind of happens because that's that's been like my critique of the show since i've been watching it you can you can just see it, and I don't know if it comes from a place because I don't know if if Issa is like a first generation like um, Nigerian or what. I think but she like, is because because you know Molly had her commentary that time on on the Breakfast Club that was uh, damn earrings. That was just real like dicey with the whole like African American black you know immigrant thing. But I don't know that scene for some for some reason rubbed me the wrong way and then I'm coming off of the heels of being in a situation like that for work where we're trying to like solicit donations for fundraisers with all these rich like liberal donors so like that was giving me flashbacks but I don't know like that that scene just rubbed me kind of wrong and I know I'm super social justice warrior so it's probably not even you know, like not even that deep, but that look, I don't know, I don't know why, but that just rubbed me wrong because, like, the embarrassment. Like, I felt like, I don't know, I was just like, girl, y'all in the hood, like, you having this mixer in your hood ass apartment. Like, why you tripping? Because I feel, I, and I understand, I understand what you're saying. It didn't hit me that way, but I, I understand why you're saying that because it's, it's this weird thing that we still do where it's like this is supposed to be for our people but we still do the respectability thing as if we're marketing this to white people and we're not we're marketing it to each other i'm like you don't think some of these hood ass niggas are going to come to these events you want them to come so it's not just going to be these for these rich bougie niggas it's going to be for everybody is that yeah and i'm just like so who do you think is going like you talking about black party quote unquote like who are you about to who about to be at the hood black party like <laughs> so y'all not gonna be playing kaya like i don't want to go to a black party where i can't hear my neck in my bag like right black party we're gonna have party. solo cups we're gonna have mixed drinks it's gonna be really strong drinks somebody pouring too much honey in it that that's what i signed <laughs> up for i'm like i'm sorry yeah. i don't see no problem yeah, so I was just like, I don't know if that's like, you know, was that was that intentional or was that just a, a blind spot? But either way, I felt a little funny. <laughs> I, I have a feeling it is intentional, though. I hope so. I hope so. I hope I hope Issa Rae is getting her Beyonce on. Like, we know Beyonce be like on Twitter on her burner account, like reading right. fan comments and stuff like that. So I just feel like maybe, you know, she got she got a um, Rihanna. Uh, she got um I'm a member of the Navy in her burner bio. Like, girl, we know <laughs> we know what she says. We know it's you. That was uh 
a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, that's how she gonna fool people. You know, she I'm always like, gonna in, take I'm it. I'm in there. the Beyond the Navy. People no, like, I agree. Oh. I agree. I agree. Also, but here's the here's the thing though. For this one, I think I think Issa should have picked a different location because if the goal is to like impress a bunch of bougie people to invest in your product, then um, I can see why she would get mad. But here's the thing. All the people there, most of them was just black people in the neighborhood. So, like, I don't think if you live in South L.A. and and you don't, you never heard that song before or, like, heard somebody get on the mic and talk about we about to have an after party, nothing like that, then I probably don't want your money. So, but also the, one of the one of the sponsors is somebody who owns a liquor company. I'm like, wait a minute, that don't that don't track for me. It's like, girl, yeah, like, she, why are you doing all this? She, listen, she ended up giving company. Issa money, but she was acting real shady towards Issa the whole time too. That's true. But but here's the thing, Issa's so weird. So I like I get it. Like like she's so awkward i get like how people react to her sometimes like sometimes it's like a double-edged sword because like i'd be like why y'all fucking with Issa like that but also i'd be like she's so weird like that shit would be weird so awkward yeah she's awkward as hell um so then um oh so after that Issa gets on the mic and just kind of speaks from the heart and tells people what the uh, black parties really are about and people kind of feel it whatever and i was like that's all you gotta do is just be yourself Issa. people like you uh and so then uh andrew was trying to like end the date or whatever and, and molly was just like yeah all right nigga uh yeah peace all right and yeah. i'm just like god yo just tell him and then she texts him like i really liked you that's why i act like that and i was like so you couldn't say that shit in person like what Mm-mm. like what is this, this no nope, because she's not an adult because she a damn child oh no before that she goes up to Issa and she's like yeah i just can't deal with this like you know I like him, and I, I can't be having this stuff in my life. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, y'all set no ground rules. So he didn't break any trust if there was no ground rules set. There was no rules. We so had what no are you talking about? And also, girl, you couldn't have, like, put that in park for your friend's event? Girl, you ain't got no poker face. You work with white people all day. I know you fucking lying. You a damn lawyer. I know you got a poker face. Don't do this. You could have parked it for at least two hours and then talked to her afterwards, especially if you want to help her clean up from the event. Uh, so then um, uh, Issa and Molly are cleaning up or whatever, and she and she's talking about how you know I'm dealing with this thing with Andrew or whatever. And then she was like, "Speaking of keeping it real, um, when was you going to tell me you're going to be working with this woman that's dating Lawrence?" Like, what's wrong with you? And she was like, yeah, I tried to call you. And she was like, sure you did. And I was like, well, she did try to call you. And she actually did try to call you. And then I was, she was like, yeah, but what are you thinking? Like, that's like that's stupid. And I was like, you still going to work with her? And then Issa was like, yeah, like, we get along. And, like, I really, like, I couldn't have got this far without her. Like, she's really making this work. And we're doing bigger things. Like, I'm just going to, you know, move past it. And then Molly was like... I can't believe you're doing this. This is so stupid. And I was like, yeah, because you want Issa and Condola to act like a child like you. Mm-hmm. And everybody don't think like you. And then and then Molly had the nerve to say, you know your life don't have to be a mess. Sometimes I think you like that shit. I said the nerve of her to the, say that, that shit. The black ass nerve for her to say <laughs> that. It's like, I know you lying. I know you, you're not the one saying this. Not you, not miss. I can't have an adult conversation with the, the dude I'm dicking down and saying, hey, what are we? Um, I know you're not talking because like you make your own life complicated. You had a whole damn conversation with a whole ass married man who said he was in an open relationship, but nobody didn't know it except him. Nobody did the homework and followed up if that was right. true. Or I was not. like, and like, he's in an open relationship. Are we sure about that? Because that was literally coming from him. Does did she say that? Because that was always my thing. He's like, oh, he said he's in an open relationship. He said, have you talked to her? And then, uh, yeah, so then they kind of like, and then Issa was just kind of like, wow, like, uh, all right, then, uh, cool. Uh, so then they cut to Condola showing up to Lawrence's house. And it was one of those scenes, because she wasn't saying shit, so you knew they was about to have sex. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I was like, so they had missionary, doggy style, and reverse cowgirl all in the same episode. 
I was like, am I watching hey. Real Sex or Insecure? Like, what's going on? Uh, so then they cut back, and Molly and Issa just, like, doing that thing where they're, like, in the same place but not really fucking with each other at the time. Mm-hmm. And they walk by each other. She's like, uh, you need some help with that? And Issa's like, nah, I got it. And just and then this shit went to black. So, uh, all right. So, first question for both of you. Um what do you think this is going to be the the thing that leads that's like the big catalyst to Issa and Molly having a whatever Issa was talking about? Do you think something else bigger is going to happen? I feel like it it's either going to be a big one big thing or it's going to be a lot of little tiny cracks that finally just end up being the last straw. Like, if you look in the preview and you saw when they were meeting for drinks and Molly was like, I thought it was just going to be us. Like, that already just kind of lets you know it's setting the tone where there's either going to be some tension between her and Con- Condola. I keep wanting to say Condola. Condola. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, like I said, I'm interested to see, because I've been in situations like that where, like, you're, where the old regime ain't ready to hang and kick it with the new regime and you're kind of pulled in the middle. And I think in my situation being around those new folks and that and having building that new cultivating that new friendship showed me where there was a lot of gaps in my old friendships because when you grow up with people you're not always like you don't really assess and treat those relationships like they need to be treated like you know what I mean with having real conversations and growth so mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like Condola is just gonna be the straw that broke the camel's bag the camel's already very weak bag <laughs> I, I am I think it's I agree I think it's going to be a whole bunch of cracks and you're going to see the kink in their relationship armor because the way that Molly the, what she said what Molly said to Issa reminds me of a friend that I used to have where she was comfortable with me being her project and then when she didn't have a lot of say in my um, life. And this is just regarding like the person that I was dating. She had a real big issue with it and she just stopped talking to me. She's like, oh, you don't want to tell me? And it's like, okay, fine. And you know, I guess we're not really friends. I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out what we doing. I don't have to tell you everything. And then it like, it dawned on me that I'm not your, I'm not your pathetic fat friend. Like, you don't have to tell me shit. It's like, where, I'm, I'm sorry. How did we get here? So I don't know that whole, the way that Molly was talking to Issa triggered me. And I was sitting here like, oh God, Molly's that person where she's comfortable being the one that is got it together and being like the quote unquote mature one. And now that she's seeing Issa being a little bit more mature when it comes to how she relates to Condola, she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We not being petty? Oh, wait, you get to be the mature one and I got to be the child? Oh, well, no, I'm not comfortable with this. Yes. Uh, so That's, that, yeah. Yeah. I also think that she's going to start to look back on like a lot of different things and see the shit that's going on in her life and just kind of feel like she don't want that energy around her. Because I feel like Issa's trying to move to a different point in her life. And I think that's what last season was about. And like the beginning of this season is like trying to get to a different point in her life and it's like it's one of those things that were like people you have friends when you're younger and then you get older and you're like i'm kind of at a different point than they are and i think yep. that's kind of going to be what it is with Issa, where she realizes like molly's just that type of person like she's all mm-hmm. like she calls Issa messy she's the messiest of the messy and she's always mm-hmm. going to be like that um did y'all watch the preview for next episode yeah mm-hmm uh, what do y'all think? What are y'all looking forward to next episode? Mm. Mm. I'm looking forward to kind of just really seeing the deterioration of this friendship. Mm-hmm. And not because like I'm like gleefully wanting that, but I just want to see like what finally, you know, was just a was the breaking point. Because they've always been kind of navigated in that that weird friendship space. And so I'm just really kind of just seeing, like, is it going to be kind of naturally brought on? Like, there's just tensions and because of, you know, Molly's just immaturity around things. 
or is it like I say the introduction of this relationship and this budding relationship with Condola gonna be something and then I'm also like holding out a little bit too because I'm really interested in that that Issa and Lawrence like meeting and I know it probably won't happen on this second episode but I'm 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 interested in the build up to that because they are going to come up. They are going to have to face each other like before this season is over with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so Stephanie, outside of the Molly and uh, Issa thing, what else are you looking forward to for the rest of the season? I want to see if um, Ghost Bay is going to show back up. That's the one that I, I mean, the way it ended, it he may not mm. but i'm not so sure i feel like i want to see if he comes back up and i also want to see what goes on with tsa bay because i feel like he might be good for isa so uh lauren what about you i'm interested i want to see what happens with nathan like i want to see if he pops back up um really interested to kind of see you know hopefully we get a little bit more from kelly's story i know mm-hmm. she's a writer on the show so she probably you know just doesn't want you know but i really i really want to see kelly a little bit more fleshed out like i feel like she's the funnest she's one of the most interesting characters for me and i just want to dig a little bit deeper i kind of do low-key want to go and circle back into tiffany and her husband's mess a little bit mm. you know how they kind of left us on that remember they kind of left us something like that yeah that they gave us like that little like taste that tiffany maybe like there's some infidelity stuff going on mm-hmm. you know with the baby situation so i'm trying to see if they gonna ever like pick back up on that right She's got to have that baby this season. Like she's, I thought like she's been pregnant longer than uh, all like, girl on family guys. I was like, wait a minute, she had a baby. I don't know why I thought she. Because you know the show had a two year pause, but like in real True. life, it wasn't a pause. But, right. Like, girl, you still pregnant? Right. I was sitting here like, oh crap! Like, oh well, we were just at the baby shower. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. Um, I want to see what's going to happen with Molly and Andrew and see if she grows up by the end of the season or if she's still the same person by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot of people saying, based on this episode, they think Lawrence and Issa are going to get back together. No. I don't see that happening. Um, and that would be really fucked up. <laughs> that would be really fucked up, too, because I think Condola really likes Lawrence. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I I don't think that's going to happen. And I do want to see um, where Issa goes after this block party. Like, if it's successful, does... Because, you know, they like to do those things with characters on shows that make them have plot points. So, like, do they make Issa, like, get a big head because she's, like, a popular person after this block party? And then the next season is... The end of the season, the next season is about, like, how her friends deal with that or whatever. Like, I'm very interested to see, like, where they take the Issa character. Uh, Because I think... I don't think it's good for the, her character or for the show for this block party to fail. Like, I can imagine some people thinking that'd be a good plot point, but I think that would, I don't think that would align good with, like, the trajectory of her character, just looking at it from, like, a TV, like a critic person type thing. But I'm very interested to see where that happens. And then last, um, do y'all think we're going to get as much sex as we got in week one for the rest of the season? Because it was a lot. I don't know. (laughs) You you trying to see you trying to see uh full size base cakes again, girl? I want to show them off. Put them thigh meats on blast. I'm all for it. Let's go. Put that full size nigga up on the screen. Uh, y'all already said she ain't gonna end up with Issa, so you don't have no confidence in Issa's ability to love a full size nigga, huh? No, I said that he was good for her. I'm like, I think she might mess it up, but I think he is good for her because he had no problem being the hype man at the door. So I like him. All right, so all right, we have it. So that's episode one of Insecure. We'll be back every week to review this show. Um, Stephanie, tell the people about the Mocha Minutes podcast and what you're doing in quarantine. So, Mocha Minutes, I am actually, uh, new. the new Mocha Minutes will be out uh, 
probably Thursday. I just put out an episode of Ratchet Aunties and Uncles, so that came out today. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting in quarantine. You would think I would have more time, but I think with my anxiety and you know battling stress headaches and migraines, it's been a little bit of a challenge. But um, very excited. My guest this week is going to be Cole from Cole Sports. So um excited about that. So yeah, that's what's going on with Mocha Quarantine. Uh, Lauren, what's going on with the Two Work Girls podcast? Is it still happening? Uh, so we've just been on like an extended, a extended mental health break because I just did not want to add anything that seemed like labor to me and Gabby's plates. Um, now that I felt like maybe, so I will officially be back to one job on April 30th. That'll be my last day with my other organization. So once I get that down, um, I'll be bugging her about recording again. But I have literally like been all over the place. She's been all over the place. And your girl's just been chilling. Like we've been too woke girling on like a personal level. We've been <laughs> recording these conversations. So like y'all have missed y'all have missed some of the tea and some of the good stuff. But we're gonna we're gonna bring it back. We were co- we're probably gonna do an Instagram live next week. Yay! But okay, yeah, because we just like I said, we just been we have just been. I ain't gonna lie, we just been chilling. I'm I'm I am lazy. I'm like, girl, what you feel like doing this week? And we'll end up talking to each other and then I'll record shit. So. <laughs> But now and then, too, um, using this uh, Zoom with y'all or whatever and how good it sounds, the system that we were trying to use at first just wasn't great. I'm definitely about to steal this brand in. So I appreciate you for that. Zoom is the best. Zoom is really the best. I love it. Yeah, Zoom is the best. Um, Yeah, so check out. Go listen to the old episodes of the Two Woke Girls. It's worth listening to. Yes, Mm -hmm. check out the old episodes. And make sure you and subscribe. And follow us on social media, and yes. keep up with us that way. They're still posting on that, and so and go follow. What's your Twitter, Stephanie? You always changing it. Now no. is Zia Wade something? <laughs> but my actual Twitter handle doesn't change. It's still it's still Sunny Twote. That um, what does mine say now? But yeah, it's a Zia Wade stand account. It'll be like that for quite some time. But my actual Twitter handle has not changed. It's Sunny Twote. That. Or you can follow um, the show at Mocha Minutes. So that hasn't changed, but all right. But yeah, I wasn't. I, I, I mean, I did put in there that I was a Fami inspector. I still am. I'm just not telling y'all. <laughs> I'm just standing Zaya Wade right now. <laughs> so yeah, thank you all for listening, and uh, hopefully next week Devin's ass will show up and won't be flying off somewhere where he's supposed to be off. Come on, come on, planes in his bio. Bio. <laughs> bio. <laughs> bio. I like, I'm going to start saying it in my bio. He's like, ho is life, Devin, no. Ho is life. So, yeah, we'll be back next week for episode two. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Bye.